We welcome you inside Blair Taylor High School. We're right back in our same seats we were 24 hours ago. I meant to spell it's Butch Lama with you as we get set for Blair Taylor and Oliva Strong. We saw the girls game last night. Wildcats won with a convincing final 10 minutes of that game. And now we see the boys' side of it play out tonight. The Wildcats and the Cardinals looking for bounce-back victories. Cardinals played yesterday, lost 72-34 to at home to Arcadia. Blair Taylor last played against Eau Claire Emanuel on Tuesday, lost that game 82-53. to So two teams in looking for a major bounce back here tonight, Butch, as we get closer to the playoffs. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And another thing is the seating meetings, or they're not meetings, but the seatings will come out this weekend. Uh, and I think that'll be big also. You know, another conference game, it could could bump you up a seat or two. You don't know, and I'm sure they're... Uh, they're playing for that tonight. Yeah, Cardinals have had their struggles this year, but they played a little better here over the last month. Blair Taylor maybe not the year we're used to, 7-15, and 15, just 4-7 and seven in the Dairyland, but they have played better as of late, according to their head coach. Even though they may not have the wins to back that up, they played some good teams, especially on the road, over the last couple of weeks. So we'll see what is in store for tonight as the Wildcats host the Cardinals. We are just getting started on our pregame show here from Blair Taylor. We'll come back. And continue on in just a few moments here on WHTL. Back with you live here from Blair Taylor as we gear up for the Cardinals and Wildcats Part 2 after we saw the girls game play out here yesterday. And Butch will start off by talking about Oliva Strum. We've seen them a handful of times this year. It's been a tough year for them record-wise, but they have played better as of late. They lost yesterday to Arcadia and were down 34-7 halftime in that game. So it was a big deficit early for them to overcome. They played better in the second half. But over their last six, they are 3-3. Three and three. So this is a team that is starting to figure things out a little bit here as we inch towards the postseason. And, you know, another big deficit for them is Jake Berkey, their big kid in the middle. He's out. He's uh, still hasn't been able to conclu- to clear that uh, concussion protocol. He's been out for a number of games now, and that, that affects you. And maybe, you know, they're learning to play without him, and the rotation is getting set. Like you said, they're 3-3 three and three in the last six. So that's definitely a step in the right direction. And we've seen how good Brody or Carter Gunderson rather can be. He's averaging better than 17 a game. But talking to Coach Jansen, who you'll hear from in just a couple of minutes, he mentioned Brody Hansen, Calvin Barnison, a couple of younger players who have really stepped up over the last month or so. And they're starting to get a little bit more confident offensively. And that's really something this team needs outside of Gunderson, who can really score. But there's a lot of attention on him now. Yeah, there is. They've, they, a lot of teams have built their defense around him and, uh, feel if they can stop him they'll take their chances with the rest of the kids and we'll see how Oliva Strum continues to work that balance out tonight quick turnaround again as mentioned they played Arcadia at home yesterday lost 72 to 34 against the good Raiders team and now a conference matchup against Blair Taylor as they'll meet up with the Wildcats for the second time this season Paul Jansen is the head coach of the Cardinals he stops by the broadcast table next here on WHTL at Arcadia we continue on here with our pregame coverage from Blair Taylor High School. Pleased to be joined now by the head coach of Oliva Strum and Paul Jansen. Paul, it's a quick turnaround for your team. Played last night against Arcadia. Took a tough one. Looked like he got off to a little bit of a slow start, but played better in the second half. But now turn around to play a conference game tonight against Blair Taylor. What's that like for your team, or is it a good opportunity to kind of reset the gears here after the loss yesterday? Well, yeah, ho- hopefully it's a, a chance to get that out of our, our system a little bit. Um, it, we had had a long stretch where you know that was the first real competitive basketball game we've played in about nine days and the kids just we we had a really bad first half and give Arcadia credit they're they're big they're physical you know they're a division three team 
Um, and it just took us a while to get our get our get going a little bit. And, then, and I said, told the kids they were lot, we showed a lot more competitiveness in the second half. Um, we're going to see a big uh, we're going to see a physical Blair team. You know, not as tall. They don't have a, a six four guard like Arcadia has. Um, but uh, we're, they're going to be physical too. They're going to they're going to play some man and play, do a lot of switching and some things that we saw last night. So um, hopefully it was a good tune up for us for tonight. Now you go back to last night. The score might not indicate it, but the way you finish the game does that kind of feel like okay? Gives us a little bit of confidence coming in tonight against a Blair Taylor team that's going to present some challenges for you. You know, ask me that same question about three minutes into the game, and I'll be able to give you a better answer. Um, no, yeah, seriously, they uh, uh, it's going to be a similar defensive style, like physical and, and stuff. So hopefully hopefully we're, we're uh, ready, to, ready to get going right from the tip-offs. So. You know, at this point of the season, obviously you got playoffs about a week and a half away. Does it feel good to maybe get, especially for a younger team like yours, to get a lot of opportunities to just kind of play it out, maybe not go through the practice routine every now and then, but just kind of play back-to-back, play as many games as you can as the season winds down? Yeah, I mean, this year's been a crazier. We haven't had the reschedules. Um, so sometimes you, you you always talk about cramming games into the end of the year. And we actually are a little bit the other way. We've had plenty of practice time, and um, but you know we're still a work in progress. We've got got some talent. We got some. We got some kids with got some skills, with, but uh, we're trying to get them. Uh, you know, our kids that are good at defense better in offense. Our kids that are good at offense better at defense, and and see how that all fits together for the future too. So. You know, we've seen you play quite a bit this year. Obviously, last year as well. Carter Gunderson's obviously a standout player on your team, but it seems like the way he's done it this year, averaging 17 points a game, has to be pretty impressive because he's the number one on a lot of scouting reports, and defense has put a lot of attention on him, and he's still finding a way to get buckets for your team. Yeah, and we'll see. You know, we, we haven't the conference wins. We've got two conference wins. Um, so all conference selection comes up, and, and we'll see, you know, what sort of consideration he gets. But um, we would struggle to score sometimes without him. And we've got some games where um, this first high fell said step up, Noah, Noah Martinson or Brody Hansen or Calvin Barnes. Other people have stepped up a little bit, so it's not like he's the only one who can score from. But he is the only consistent person for us. And there's be a lot of nights when we'd we'd struggle without him. So hopefully he can get some recognition there, you know, to kind of cap off his his uh, his basketball career. Now you talked about some guys there that have had really maybe some good opportunities with the attention that uh, uh, he's Gunderson has drawn. Do you feel like they've really gotten better, and more confident as the season's gone on here? Yeah, especially you know our our sophomores. Um, you know, Calvin's turned into a full-time starter and does does some things for us. Um, Ty's Ty's uh, playing time has been trending and trending up. Um, you know, and he's we look to him to handle the ball a little bit, which it's it's not he's not all that comfortable with yet, but he's getting there. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been valuable. I think I think our kids are getting a little more confident. Um, but we gotta we just gotta figure out what you know what it is to take to win consistently, you know, and the effort and the work hard, especially on the defensive end, that takes to win consistently. We're talking with head coach Paul Jansen of Oliva Strum. Before I let you go, Paul, obviously you touched on some things in this Blair-Taylor matchup, but match at the top, it was a slow start yesterday against Arcadia that kind of puts you in a deep hole. How do you avoid that here tonight? How do you get off to a better start to establish some early confidence? Well, you know, we make a couple, a couple tweaks to the lineup here too, but... 
um, it's all just a learning experience, you know, and, and we have to we have to understand that uh, we probably we can't win the game in the first five minutes of the game, but we could probably lose it. You know, if we don't come with the intensity that we need, we're not going to be the biggest team that we play. We're not going to be the strongest team and most physical. So if we are not playing um, as physical as we can, you know, then we, we're we setting ourselves up for trouble. And we're capable. We're capable. We just got to make sure that we get all, all uh, five guys at a time doing it. Paul, we thank you for the time as always. Good luck tonight. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for being here. Yeah, no problem. You, you bet. Paul Jansen, head coach of Oliva Strum. We'll step aside and come back with more after this here on WHTL. Mitchell Smeltz and Butch Lama back with you here from Blair Taylor as we get set for the Wildcats and the Cardinals. Might be a little bit the late start than normal. <laughs> Have a ceremony upcoming. A lot of former state basketball teams at Blair Taylor to be honored before the game tonight. And also the JV game is set to go into <laughs> overtime. overtime. So, this, I think that might be our first overtime on the JV this year, huh? I think so. I can't remember. We've had some close calls, but <laughs> I think this will be the first one we have there. But a lot of, obviously, big players in this program's history, Butch, back in the building tonight. There's been a lot of good state teams, especially under Coach Storley, since yes. he's been at the tenure here. Yep, they're going back uh, from the 2014 team, the 2004 team, and the 94 team. So. 10, 20, and 30 years ago, they made it to state. So, uh, yeah, they're going to do some reminiscing and introduce some players from, uh, like you said, years ago here tonight. And that'll be between the two uh, games after the JV game and before the varsity game gets going. So, looking forward to that. And we got a three-minute overtime. They also had a team in 2020 that we don't know how the story was going to finish up for them. They were going to play in the sectional yeah. finals, and then that was the year COVID stopped everything right before that point it was also girls basketball at the state level had actually gotten going and then they actually yep. played a game until they actually had to stop it because of that so we were actually at the uh, center rush center arcadia and uh, melrose mindoro both of them were there marty united two games and everything all the talk was well the big 10 tournament is looks like it's being canceled we kind of seen the writing on the wall and we got informed about 10 30 that uh, thursday night that there'd be no uh no games the next couple of days. As unfortunate, especially for all the teams involved. You mentioned a few of the girls teams there. Obviously, Blair Taylor on the boys' side. You just never know how that was going to play out, and it's not no. like the NCAA level. You don't get that extra year of eligibility. So for the seniors that went out that way, there's no way to find out what the final steps or the final parts of that journey was going to be. But a lot of former faces back in the building tonight. We'll take a break and come back with more on the pregame in just a few minutes here on WHTL. Mitchell Spelts, Butch Salama, back with you from Blair Taylor as we continue on with our tip-off coverage of the Wildcats and the Cardinals. Yesterday, the girls' regular season wrapped up here from Blair Taylor as the Wildcats edge the Cardinals in that matchup. We get set for the boys who still have a week slept in the regular season. Girls playoff start on Tuesday, but because of that, Butch, empty girls' slate, nothing but boys. Nothing but boys. Tonight. Yeah, let's look at the games in the area here. Of course, we're here. Uh, Blair Taylor hosting Oliva Strum. We've got Spring Valley at Durand, Arkansas. We've got Elma Pepin at Lincoln. And we've got Cochran Fountain City at Eau Claire Manual. That should be a pretty good game. They both have had pretty good years this year, so it'll be interesting to see how that one turns out. Stanley Boyd at Bloomer, another two good teams that have had a good year here playing each other. Uh, so Fairchild Travis travels to Regis. Boyceville's at Mondovi. Augusta at Whitehall. Black River Falls is at Westby, and we've talked about this. Black River Falls is a team that you may not want to face right now. Yep. They've got some momentum. A huge win over GET here a week or so ago, and then GET comes back and has a great game last night, losing in overtime to uh, 
West, uh, West Salem, who's a great team. Uh, and lo- rounding out the games in the area, Loyal is at Greenwood. I believe it was 49 points, 20 rebounds last night for Cody Schmitz yep. in that overtime defeat. And obviously, I think if you cheat, see, I don't know what the reaction would be from Coach McCutcheon, who's actually here tonight. Yeah, I, talk, I had a chance to talk to him here earlier. And what their reaction would be is if they did get Blair Taylor or got uh, Black River Falls in a rematch in the postseason, that would that'd be a little intimidating, wouldn't you think? I I think they might welcome it. I don't think he feels they played yeah. that good that no, night. They did and not. uh, you know, and and Black River came out with their guns blazing and I think they hit like five of six or five of seven from the three point line in the first couple of minutes of that game. So that would be I, I would that would be a very interesting rematch. Whitehall's another team I'm interested to see where they are over the weekend. They play at Augusta tonight. They've had a bit of a free fall, might you will. They haven't played as well down the stretch. Blair Taylor beat them in their last victory that they had. So Whitehall, who came in kind of as the favor in the conference, has scaled back a little bit, and we'll see where they get placed in a very tough regional yeah, this year. Yeah, they got a tough one in that Division Four there. And they also get one of the teams in that regional, Fall Creek, on Monday to pretty much conclude their regular season. So yeah, we'll be up there on Monday night to watch that one. We have uh, Coach Storley as in uh, Randy tonight and Coach Storley as in Rick on Monday night up I at see. Fall Creek. Two of the most successful coaches in the air. They've been doing it for a long time as Blair Taylor's putting the icing on the cake of what will look like a JV victory for them that had a dramatic overtime sequence to get there, but... Getting a little closer to the opening tip of our game might be to be determined. Might be a little closer to eight o'clock tonight. Yeah, so. it looks like that way with a 15-minute warm-up, and we're being told that probably 10, 12 minutes for the uh, celebration or the event that'll be taking place honoring those three state tournament teams from Blair Taylor. So bear with us here, but yeah, a little later tip-off than anticipated. With that, we'll take a break. Come back with more coverage in just a matter of minutes here on WHTL. In a world film- Mitchell Spelts, Butch Salama back with you still here from Blair Taylor as we get a little bit closer to the start of our game. Wildcats and Cardinals looking at around an 8 o'clock start time, give or take, as we get set with a little bit of a delayed start with the ceremony going on now. And also the JV game that went a little bit longer due to overtime. overtime. But as we take a look at this Blair Taylor team, obviously honoring a lot of great players here tonight. Butch, look at this team here this season. They're 7-15. and 15. They've played some Really good teams as of late. Royal, yes. Melrose Mendoro, Port Edwards. And they did beat Whitehall recently. Lost to Eau Claire Memorial last time. Eau Claire Emanuel, rather, who's a really good team in the Dairyland this year. So talk with Coach Storley about his team. Obviously, you look at the losses they've taken. He still feels pretty good about him. And again, the success they've had in the past, this is a team you don't want to count out come the playoffs. You know, they've got that history. We're looking at, you know, six or seven playoff tournament teams since uh, Coach Storley took over here at Blair Taylor. And, uh, you know, it, it's something that an uncle, an aunt, or a, not an aunt, an uncle, or a relative, or a brother, or a neighbor did. And they, they just feel confident, you know, given the chance. Yeah, I I would be careful. I'd be leery of them. Yeah, Coach Story's had a lot of coaching success in the past, in the postseason. He's got a younger team this year, not a whole lot of senior, t- senior talent, I guess, on this team. It's a lot of juniors and sophomores, so they're kind of built towards next year. But they are trying to finish off the season strong. Looking to get the regular season sweep of Oliva Strum. They beat them 68-36 to in Oliva. First time out back on December 19th. Trying to get the sweep in their fifth conference victory of the season. They have just one game tonight. following tonight remaining. That is next Thursday home against Augusta. We will have that game here on WHTL. Speaking of Coach Storley, he stopped by earlier for a conversation. You will hear that coming up next here on WHTL. What? 
We continue with our pregame coverage here from Blair Taylor, the coach of the Wildcats, joins me now, and Randy Sturley. Randy, it's kind of been a bit of a tough month for you, it seems like, here in February. I took a tough one last time out against Eau Claire Emanuel on Tuesday. So as you kind of get near the playoffs, how would you assess the way your team is playing, or how do you feel about them at this current moment? Well, I think we're playing better now than what we have in the past. Um, our schedule's been really, really tough. Uh, we've got a lot of tough teams that we had coming down the stretch, and and uh, it should make us better, make us tougher for the playoffs. You know, we won a few big games. You know, had a big upset with over Whitehall here and uh, played very well. So just got to keep playing, and I think that we're kind of turning the corner. Now, you touched on it there. You've played a lot of good teams, and you've actually been very competitive with them. Maybe the final score doesn't indicate how you close you've been throughout that game, but it has to feel pretty good for your team in that sense that, you know, we can hang with these teams if we play a complete game. Yeah, if we keep the play a complete game, we're going to be just fine. We've had a real struggle the last three or four minutes of every single game of putting the ball in the basket. So if we can get over that hump and keep learning from that, we're going to be pretty good. We've played a lot of really, really good teams. Played Royal real well, Port Edwards real well. We had Melrose on the ropes. Uh, we played a lot of really good teams. So uh, it'll just help us uh, if we just get better and just get over that hump. You know, it's interesting talking about maybe the offensive struggles that you allude to, but you're still scoring about 64 points a game, which is pretty good for the high school basketball level. But defense, it seems like you've maybe given up a little bit more you would like as well. So when you look at that side of the floor, how do you feel like your guys have performed on that end? Is there room for improvement as you get to the playoffs? Well, I think you, there's always room for improvement. Our problem is, of course, we're incredibly vertically challenged, so we get beat on the board so bad. Uh, our problem has been that down the stretches we've had a foul to get the ball back because if you lose by one or if you lose by 15 it really doesn't matter in our book it's a loss so we're going to go after the ball so we have to make sure that we don't get into that situation we do the scoring and right now we just haven't done that so hopefully here in the last couple games that we've got that we'll put it all together you know as you look on the rebounding part of it and you talked about it maybe not having the size you're used to or maybe some other teams have how do you maybe not have those big discrepancies on the boards or maybe keep opposing teams to just one shot and done? We've actually switched our defense. In the beginning of the year, we were strictly a man-to-man switch type defense. Now we're a zone matchup, which is basically the man principles with a zone. It actually protects the basket a whole lot more. So we've actually switched that uh, so we can get into those defensive situations a little bit better, maybe even a little bit quicker because they were just pounding it down into our guys. And we're so, when you give up four or five inches down in the post, that's when you have a real problem. So we've switched our defense. Hopefully we can control the boards a little bit better. Now, when we talked to you, I think last you guys played Melrose Mendura, and that's where and I think C.J. Dummer made his first start. And he's played really well for you this year, second leading scorer. Have you felt like his confidence has grown or maybe there's a little bit more confidence to shoot the ball, try and score and has he responded well for you since that point? I think the ceiling's unlimited for CJ. He's only a sophomore. Uh, he has no fear of shooting the ball. And I, I'm really glad of that because he is a great shooter. Uh, he's really done a great job for us being a sophomore, uh, playing in a lot of tough positions and, and against some guys who are bigger than him. I, I'm really happy with his progression. I think CJ is going to be a great ball player when we get done with him. Uh, he's just working hard, and we want him to take as many shots as humanly possible. Uh, he's just a good player. Uh, as long as he plays within our system, we're going to be fine, and I think he will. He's a real team player, and I really enjoy coaching him. 
and talking with head coach Randy Storley of Blair Taylor. Before we wrap things up, obviously get ready for Oliva Strum here tonight, about a week left in the regular season. But facing this Cardinals team, one that's been a little scrappy at times, just played yesterday against Arcadia. But ultimately, when you look at this matchup against Oliva Strum, what sticks out to you or what do you have to do to pick up a win here tonight? Well, we got to keep them from making all those three-pointers. They're going to shoot a lot of threes against our zone, and we can't give them a second shot. And, of course, not turning the ball over. Let's get a shot. And, of course, it always helps and makes a better coach if the ball goes in the darn basket. So uh, we just got to keep – those are the things we've got to really concentrate on. We need to get out on the floor and run. That's our game. If we can get out and run and we can control the boards because that's how where it all starts from, uh, and then we're going to be just fine, I think. Uh, we just got to make sure that we get out, especially on the Gunderson kid. He's a great ball player, and we got to limit his three-point opportunities. Randy, thank you so much for stopping by. Good luck tonight. Thank you so much. Randy Sterley, head coach of Blair Taylor. We'll take a break and come back with Stern Lamps after this here on W8. Warm-ups are underway here from Blair Taylor. We're looking at about an 8.05 start time, I would say. <laughs> Push back a little bit, but a great ceremony nonetheless. Longer JV game, pushing it back a little bit further, but about an 8.05 opening tip, we'd say, to be expected here from Blair Taylor tonight as they take on the Oliva Strum Cardinals. But since we are running ahead, we'll take a look at the starting lines for tonight's game, and I'll throw it to Butch, who has the Cardinals starting five. Yep, we'll go one. with the Oliva Strum, and once again, like we said, their uh, bigger kid in the center, Jake Berkey, is still not available to them. He's still in the concussion protocol, so we feel bad about that. But this is a starting lineup that head coach uh, Paul Jansen will be putting on the floor tonight for the Oliva Strum Cardinals. Number zero is Brady Hansen. Brady's a junior. Number two, Carter Gunderson is a senior. An outstanding score. I believe you said he's in that 17-plus points right. a game. No better than 17 right now. Doing a great job there. Number five is Giovanni Stevens. Giovanni is a senior. Number 11, Ty Felstead. Ty is a junior. And rounding out the starting five is a sophomore, number 35, Calvin Barnison. Um, we mentioned with Gunderson, 17 points a game. And a big thing that their head coach, Paul Jansen, said to me is that other guys around Carter are starting to come together. When you look at the stats in totality, their next closest score has averaged about six a game for a team that struggled to score. And we've seen a lot of attention go on Gunderson this year where they essentially double team on the perimeter. They dare somebody else to beat them. And yeah. for the most part, they haven't been able to do that. But it's been a little better lately because I highlighted earlier they are three and three in their last six games. It's got to be a positive, uh, you know, close to the season here. Like we said, uh, you know, there just hasn't been that one kid that can consistently, anyway, step up and help Gunderson. We've seen a few of their games this year. I know they had a rough game. We did one of them where I believe they had, you know, it was single digits in the first half yep. and then came back strong in the second half. But it seems like they just kind of threw the caution to the wind in the second half, started putting the ball up other other people than, uh, you know, Carter Gunderson, and they, and they came back strong. But, uh I think Coach Jansen is looking for somebody to step up and start that way at the beginning of the game. He highlighted Brody Hansen, Ty Fierstag, Calvin Barnison, all around that six-point-per-game mark this year. Barnison's been seeing a lot more action as of late. He's really delivered, been a good outside shooter for them. And as mentioned at the top, Levastrom lost yesterday to Arcadia. Got outscored 34-7 in the first half, but we're much closer to even in the second half. So you can see a chance for them to build off the momentum of that second half or at the very least quickly turn the page from what yesterday was for them. But nonetheless, yeah. a good team they played with playoffs coming in about a week and a half. 
We'll take another break. We'll check out the Blair starting five as we inch closer to opening tip here from Blair Taylor High School. Looking at about a 10-minute away tip time here from Blair Taylor. Metro Spellets, Butch Lama with you live here from Blair Taylor High School. And what is a good crowd tonight here as they celebrate three teams that made it to state in their program's history, all led by Coach Randy Storley, who's done a phenomenal job with this program. Looking for more tournament success this year, the younger roster, they're 7-15, and 4-7 and seven in the Dairyland this year. But... His, their coach, Randy Sterling, has mentioned, has been fairly pleased about how they've played as of late. Maybe despite taking some losses, they've been competitive with some good teams. And they've got a formula that knows how to win in March. And we'll see if they can get it themselves jump-started here with a week of the season to go. And with that, I'll hand it back to Butch for the Wildcats starting five tonight. Okay, let's look at the starting five for the Blair-Taylor Wildcats and Coach Sterling. Starting at the point is number three, Ethan Nisley. Ethan is a junior. Michael Waldera, number 15, is a senior. Tavian Schrammick, number 21, is a junior. Easton Arneson, number 23, is a senior. And the fifth starter rounding out the starters for the Blair Taylor Wildcats is a junior, C.J. Doomer. Number 25. Wildcats' last game was on Tuesday. That was against Eau Claire Emanuel, who's one of the better teams in the league this year, got beat pretty good in that one. 82 to 53, gave up a lot of points in that one. It's been interesting, Butch. I talked to Coach Storley about this. He says that offensively they're not clicking as much as he would hope to, but they're still averaging just under 64 points a game, which is still pretty good. Defensively, they've changed some things up to be better on that end of the floor. They don't have a ton of size. And with it all put together, it's kind of one of those teams that if they get hot offensively, they can be dangerous, especially if they can keep you one and done on the defensive end or turn you over. Yeah, and they they play good defense. If you're going to play for Coach Sterling, you're going to have to play some on the defensive end. Uh, you can't get by just with offense and play a, a lot of minutes for Coach Storley. And as we wrap up this week of WHTL games, we have a full schedule this weekend and also next week. Five basketball games, but... A lot going on, Butch, here at the station over the next you seven days. You bet. Our fishing circuit continues tomorrow. Mike Gilbertson and I will be on the air from uh, 10 to uh, noon down at the Gilmington Sportsman's Club. That'll be, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on the Gumbert, Clyde Gumbert's farm out there. Uh, they're having everything set up again. Due to the weather conditions, there'll be no ice fishing itself as far as a contest, but they'll have all their raffles and prizes and uh, drawings and everything will take place. We'll be out there, uh, like I said, from 10 to noon, and then I'll uh, maybe uh, leave Mike by himself there for a little while and head over to the uh, Whitehall Pigeon Rod Gun Club just north of Whitehall off of County Trunk D on um, Johnson Valley Road. We'll be there. Buck and I'll be there live from noon to 2 for another stop on our ice fishing circuit. And then, like you said, a full slate of basketball starting next week. We will uh, get things going on Monday night. We'll have a non-conference game as Whitehall travels north to Fall Creek. We'll see the other Storley brother. They're identical twins. For those who don't know, Rick and Randy Storley. Uh, so we'll have uh, Rick up there as they'll face Whitehall on Monday night. Tuesday night we'll be in Gilmington as the uh, Independence Gilmington uh, Ball Club and the girls' side will host uh, Oliva Strum, who we just yep. seen last night. Uh, two very, very young teams that have a great promising future in, in Mitchell and my minds. But that'll be Tuesday night. Now the winner of that game will come back on Friday night. But before then, we'll wrap up our boys' side of the uh, regular season as we'll be back here on Thursday night as Augusta travels down here to take on the Blair-Taylor Wildcats. Friday night, if Independence uh, 
Gilmington is the winner. That game will be at Independence, and they will more than likely face Alma Center Lincoln uh, on a Friday night. And if uh, the winner of that one will probably travel down to Elroy to face uh, Royal High School on Saturday, uh, Mitchell and Dave uh, Carlson will have that game if it's down at Royal on uh, Saturday night. Uh, Saturday afternoon, though, uh, Mike and Buck will continue our uh, ice fishing circuit as they'll be up in Lake Martha uh, in Osseo. That's co-sponsored by Burlington Bucks in the uh, Osseo Rod and Gun Club up there. So a full plate of activities going on here all this week and continuing through the weekend the next week on WHTL. So look forward to a lot of fun. And once the tournament starts, it, it's hard to believe that we're there already. Yep. I mean, I can remember you got back from your uh, stint in uh, baseball, um, and we sat down and looked at a schedule and came up with a real nice schedule. We've lost... Uh, one, only one game this year to That's weather incredible. and what one to a power outage at Independence. But uh, we're looking forward to a great game here tonight between the Olivashum Cardinals and the Blair Taylor Wildcats. And uh, what do you say? We take a little break here and be back yeah. with the opening tip-off in just a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah, we promise you we'll have basketball on the other side of this break. We're back in a few minutes here on WHTL. We are ready for some Friday night basketball here at Blair Taylor High School. Mitchell Speltz, Butch Lama with you on the call as the Wildcats take on the Cardinals, running a little bit behind due to the on-court ceremony and an exciting overtime JV game. But after all that, we have reached the opening tip of our game here tonight, Oliva Strum and Blair Taylor. We saw the girls game yesterday. Blair Taylor won thanks to a strong final run in the final 10 minutes of the ball game, and now... We'll see if the Blair Taylor boys can do the same here tonight. You just heard Butch at the starting line, but briefly, here they are again for you. Four guards and a forward for Oliva Strum, Brody Hansen, Carter Gunderson, Ty Fierstad, Calvin Barson are the guards. Giovanni Stevens is the man inside for Paul Jansen's team. For Blair Taylor, Ethan Nisley is their starting point guard. Michael Waldera also out on the perimeter. They start three forwards, not a little undersized, but they do play three on the interior. Tavian Tramick, Easton Arneson, and C.J. Dummer, a sophomore, has broken out this season for the Wildcats. They are led by, of course, Randy Storley, who's been doing this a long time. His team is 7-15, forward 7 in conference play, looking for a bounce back after a Tuesday night defeat to Eau Claire Emanuel. Got a question for you. Yes. Were you playing ball at the time that this uh, 2014 made it to state? I was. So you went up against them, guys? Yeah, they did. They kicked our butts pretty good in this building <laughs> about 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that team, a lot of good talent, and won that main to stay. They had beat some pretty good teams to get there. Remember, they lost in the state final to Dominican, who had Diamond Stone back yes, in the day. Yes, that's so, right. So they went up against a talented team down in Madison. But with all that being said, we are ready for basketball here. Easton Arneson will jump it up against Giovanni Stevens at center court. Tip is controlled by Blair Taylor, and off we go here from Wildcat Country. Mitchell Spellens, Butch Lama with you on the call as the Wildcats move to our right. Inside pass goes to the block. Tavian Tramick goes back to the outside. Now gets it right back, right lane line. Zone defense now in demand for the Cardinals. Tramick goes back outside. Pump fake by Waldera. Drives right side of the lane. Gets in close. Throws it up off the glass. No good. Offensive rebound, though. For the Wildcats as it goes back out to Dummer. They rotate to Nisley for three, and he rings the bell to give Blair Taylor an early 3-0 lead. Averaging 15 a game, their leading score gets him going early here. He's a good shot from straight on like that. We've seen a couple of games where he's not scared to shoot from the top of the key. Wildcats shoot 42% as a team, but about 33% from distance. Here's an open shot right side. Carter Gunderson has the equalizer. 
That's a guy you got to key in on for opposing defenses. Gunderson, who averages about 17 a game, evens this game at three a minute gone by. Drive downhill, Schrammick, a little push off, and he's going to get called for an offensive foul. Clyde with a Cardinal along the way, but a forearm push got caught, and the Wildcats turn it over. That'll be uh, Tavian Schrammick's first, first team fall on the Wildcats. Cardinals with the basketball, looking to take the lead here. Three-pointers up from the left side by Fierstead. That's an air ball long, rebounded by Schrammick on the weak side. Wildcats in the home whites and the blue numbers and lettering move to our right. Now he's got the top, takes a good pump fake, gets to the free throw line, and his jumper will roll around the rim and eventually drop. Five early ones for Ethan Nisley, and Blair Taylor leads it 5-3. to three. 90 seconds gone by. Carter Gunderson brings it down the floor, a 2-3 matchup zone defense for the Wildcats. They have switched it up a little bit over the last few weeks. They were strict man to start, but now matchup zone a little bit. Right side three is up, and that is good for Calvin Barnison. The sophomore gives Oliva Strum their first lead at 6-5. to five. A couple early threes for the Cardinals. Nisley has all five for the Wildcats. Passes up left here. Drive down the lane by Arneson. Shot partially blocked, but saved by the Wildcats. Nisley has it. Drives to the right elbow. Kicks it out to the left side. Down the lane goes the sophomore Dummer. Throws it up off the heel. No good. And a rebound for Barneson underneath. And the Cardinals, a good defensive stand that time with a one-point lead here early on. Gunderson got freed up. Did not take the three. Finds Barneson, who drives down the lane. Kicks it out. Hanson's open for three. His triple's off the heel and rebounded by Waldera underneath. Waldera accelerates to our right. Takes it into the near side corner. Leaves it for Dummer. Right of the circle. Puts up a three. That's airballed short. Tickled the twine a little bit, but did not hit the rim. Cardinals with the stop. Blair Taylor thought there might have been a foul on that on that follow through. And so the Cardinals have the basketball nearly two and a half minutes in. Wildcats on defense again in that matchup zone. You pick up a man in your area, but ultimately... Look at almost a 2-3 zone the whole time as they enter for Barneson. Turnaround jumper from 10 feet won't go. And the rebound is there underneath for Arneson. Not a lot of scoring here in the last minute and a half, but a clean basketball game nonetheless. Driving kick, Nisley has at the top. Big jump stop down the middle. He collides and draws a foul as he runs into Brody Hansen. That'll be the first game foul of the game for Levastrom. Fouls on zero. Brody Hansen, his first first team foul on the Cardinals. Inbound underneath goes to Dummer. He's open. Tries to bank it in from six feet away. Can't do it. Rebound underneath for Giovanni Stevens. Cardinals in the traveling route. The checkered sides moving to our left. Gunderson has pocket pick from behind by Nisley. He has the steal. Nisley weaves to the defense. Hands it off. Free throw line jumper is up for Arneson but left it short. Looked a little uncomfortable letting that one go. Still 6-5. Cardinals in front. Gunderson right of the circle. Drives towards the baseline. Is stopped there. Kicks it out, but before he did, he traveled. The turnover Cardinals. I'm going to date myself here, but I remember when these were both the Cardinals. Yeah, they were. Yeah, at one time before Blair and Taylor merged uh, school districts, it was the Blair Cardinals. That's a fact I actually didn't know coming into today. <laughs> Good little history lesson. Wildcats down by one, 6-5, to 14-20 first half. Nicely right side of the floor, drives into the lane. Stop there, kicks it out. Dummer's open for a left side three. Bounces off, no good. Offensive rebound, though, for Shramick. Back out to Nisley, and he walked with the ball. Had a good head of steam head into the paint. However, took that step first. That little Freddie Flintstone step. Yep. And as a result, the Wildcats turn it over. It's been a clean game, most part, in terms of turnovers. A couple travels for each team, but a lot of good shots going up, and so far, it's 6-5. Wildcats won the first version of this matchup back on December 19th, 68-36. At Oliva Strum. 
Pass inside. Stevens is open. Goes up on the right block, and he got fouled from behind. Stevens, a good defensive player and rebounder. Doesn't score all that much. About two points a game. We'll have two shots coming up at the free throw line. Balls on number 15. Michael Aldera, his first team is second. And Stevens is the guy they want to at least get some touches down on the block. His first free throw is around and out. No good. We saw him early in the season. Mostly just kind of set screens out on the perimeter. They didn't really have an inside game, but the presence, at least a little bit for Stevens, has gone up in that tough space the floor as he misses both free throws. And the rebound is there for the Wildcats underneath. Empty possession for Oliva Strum. 13-50 first half. It is 6-5. Oliva Strum. Gunderson jumps the pass and has the steal, trying to outrace the Wildcats, and he does as he finger rolls it home right in front of a defender. And Michael Waldera coming at him quick, but Gunderson able to roll it in. He's got five in the lead. is three. Now they're going to tie it up straight on. Missed it. Rebound underneath for Arneson. He'll take a little baby jumper. That won't go from less than 10 feet away. Rebound Oliva Strum. Hitting the front of the rim here for the Blair-Taylor Wildcats are to start this game. Gunderson open. Left wing three-pointer is too long. Rebound for Stevens. Goes back up. Missed it. Off the backboard. No rim. Rebound Wildcats. Nicely to our right. Up and down action. Pulls it back behind the back. Passes left over to Shramick. Now back to Nisley. He's guarded by Brody Hansen. And off up top for Dummer. Dummer now gets it over to Waldera. Waldera drives left side of the lane all the way home and scoops it in with the left hand. And we've got timeout on the floor called by Randy Storley. 12.57 to go in the first half. It's 8-7. Oliva Strum. We're back in 30 seconds on WHTL. 8-7 the lead for Oliva Strum. They have the basketball with just under 13 to play in the first half. Off to a much better start tonight than they were about 24 hours ago. Trail 34-7 at halftime at home to Arcadia yesterday. Looking with an early one-point lead here. Gunderson drives to the right baseline, stops, gets walled off as he passes back in between the arcs for Stevens. Noah Martinson, who just entered the game during that timeout, gets the ball and hands it off for Brody Hans at the top of the circle. Barneson now right wing, drives towards the baseline, gets all the way to the block, kicks it right back out for Stevens, who does not look to take the three. Hands off, Gunderson gets a switch, and all goes back to Barneson as they work it around the perimeter here. Martinson at the top of the key, picks up his dribble near the center court logo, and now finds Stevens, who had the ball knocked away and stolen by Ethan Nisley. Nisley glides down the floor and puts Blair Taylor back in front. Nisley's got seven of the nine points for the Wildcats, and they lead it by a penny at 9-8. to eight. Six minutes gone by. Cardinals looking for an answer and a near turnover. Ball still loose, but Stevens tracks it down in the backcourt before Ryan Ohlendorf took it away. He'll outlet it back over to Brody Hansen, who brings it down. Cardinals are moving to our left. Hansen backs his way down to the right block, gets some space, puts the shot up. It might have been partially blocked as it was left short. Good defense by Shramick to recover. Nasley with the basketball, spins by his man, kicks it to the corner. Dummer is open for a corner three. Ring it up. A three-pointer for the sophomore, C.J. Dummer, second on the team in scoring, nearly 12 a game, and it's 12 to 8. Good little run here by the Wildcats, driving Gunderson, and he'll silence that run with two tough ones inside. Nice move by uh, Carter Gunderson. A really good shooter, but he has shown the ability to get in the paint and score in close as well. While Dara drives from the right wing, got all the way home, but fouled from behind. As he got it near the basket, he will shoot two at the free throw line. I believe the foul is on number five, Giovanni Stevens. That'll be his first team second. A good pace to this game early on. Wildcats, as mentioned, last game for them was on Tuesday. Nearly 30-point loss to Eau Claire Emanuel as the first shot. He is good by Waldera. And it's a 13-10 game. 
One more to come. Substitutions for the Cardinals here. Brody Hansen and Noah Martinson come out. And our first look at Alex Anderson in this game. Also, Ty Fierstad returns to the floor. Second free throw is good for Waldera. It goes two out of two. It's a 14-10 advantage for Blair Taylor at home. Cardinals looking for an answer. Fierstad drives, got to the right block, put the brakes on, and slid the pivot foot. Turnover, Oliva Strum. That's one thing that's been impressive with them here early in the game. They have not been hesitant to drive the basketball and put their head down. And they've gone to the rim a few times while Derek catches the long pass from the right wing, takes it down to the baseline, but goes back out to Nisley. Nisley guarded by Anderson, goes back to Ohlendorf. Ryan Ohlendorf down the lane, puts it up and left it a bit short. Rebound for Stevens. Ohlendorf's been impressive as of late, was leading score last time out with 18 points against the Lancers. Still a four-point lead for the Wildcats. 10.40 to play in the first half. Offside on the wing. Fierstad steps in a couple steps. Now goes back out at the top for Brennan Hanner. Hanner hands off for Anderson. Now Stevens over to Fierstad. Fierstad gets a screen ball. Pope free. Anderson stepped out of bounds as he was jostling with Ohlendorf. Good defense by the junior, and that forces the turnover. And back to the bench goes Paul Jansen. He lets Calvin Barnison back into the game. And they'll go a little bit small here with Stevens coming out. He's basically their only real post player, yep. isn't he? And again, he doesn't produce a whole lot of offense, but he's a good defender, and he rebounds very well on the inside. Ollendorf catches, turnaround jumper on the block. He is off to the right, forced that one up a little bit. Good defense by Oliva Strum. With Stevens on the bench, though, Blair Taylor went inside immediately. Yep. See if Gunderson can slow things down. Pick and roll. Barnison has a good little drop step. Got his man in the air. The follow-away jumper from the block is good. That is one player Coach Paul Jansen has been really impressed by as of late. Calvin Barnison has five now for the Cardinals. They're down by two. 14-12. Nasley kicks it out. Gave it up. Now gets it back. Top of the circle. Three-pointer is up and down. Snaps off a three. And it's the second make of the game for Ethan Nisley from distance. And he's already got 10 tonight. I was just going to say he's in double figures already here, not even halfway through the first half. 17-12 in favor of the Wildcats. Cardinals are moving from right to left. Ball in between the circles. Poked away. Anderson tracks it down. Knocked out of bounds, though, by Nisley as he was trying to gather it. And he'll stay with the Cardinals in the front court. Unbelievably quick hands by young Mr. Nisley. And they're active defensively. That's been a staple of their defense for years. It's kind of been an extended zone, trying to turn you over. They've gone more man this year, and now we're in that matchup zone. But for their undersized team that they have, forcing turnovers is a good way to avoid crashing the boards. Three-pointers up by Bjerke, and he knocks it down. Fierstad, rather. Ty Fierstad hits the left wing three, and it's 17-15. Cardinals have, I believe, now three three-pointers here in this first half. Stepping into a three up top. That's Waldera. Missed it off the heel. Rebound. Ohlendorf. He muscles it back up, and he got fouled as he nearly got to go. There's going to be two shots upcoming for Ryan Ohlendorf. Falls on number 35, Calvin Burnison. That's his first. Team third. There's free throw. Four. Ohlendorf is straight up and straight through. There's him his first point of the night, and he's quietly been an impressive player for Coach Storley this year, averaging about nine a game off the bench, along with six-plus rebounds. Second free throw is going to rattle in, so Ollendorf goes two out of two. Blair Taylor at the line, 65% as a team. They have made them all so far tonight, four out of four. 19-15, wild catch with a four-point edge. It's been as large as six. Anderson drives along the right baseline, gets stopped by Ollendorf, knocked it away from him momentarily. Goes back outside. Barnison skips it to the near side. 
for Carter Gunnarsson, a couple feet behind the line, thought about shooting it. Now takes a screen, pick and roll, gets in the paint, throws up a tough shot, missed the running hook, and then a foul called on Gunderson trying to get it back. It's going the other way. That will be the first on number two, Carter Gunderson, the fourth team foul on the Cardinals. Okay, a good one going so far. Good pace, good half-court set by both teams, and as we stand right now, Blair Taylor leads it by four. Now as he's been the top scorer, as mentioned, he's already with 10 points tonight. Pass to the corner. Here's the drive by Schrammick. Hands it off. Ollendorf baseline left. Backs his way down. Throws it up through a double team, but scores anyway. Talk about the confidence for the junior. Ryan Ollendorf at six foot two, has four points. It's 21-15. He's got some hops, so he plays yep. bigger than 6'2 for the Wildcats. And he's an integral part of this small ball lineup for Blair Taylor. Barnison hands it off for Anderson. Alex Anderson needs some help as he gives it over to Brennan Hanner. And now a Fierstad who just hit a three moments ago, has it on the left wing, drives to the block, gets underneath, got the angle, oh. but missed the shot in close. Got through the defense and had a great spot to get that in, but left it a bit short. Rebound for the Wildcats. Moving to our right, a slight collision there for Nisley. Hands it off. Drive by Schrammick, gets it to Dummer in the corner, drives from the baseline, threw it up, but it was airballed. Good recovery defense by the Cardinals to harass that shot. Still 21-15. Gunderson brings it down pass to the baseline. Anderson kicks it right back out. Three-pointer for Fierstad is off the mark and rebounded underneath by Schrammick. In transition, pass up ahead. Waldera is open for three. Missed it long and is off the fingertips of a Wildcat. Out of bounds. It belongs to Oliva Strom. Dummer had good rebound position there, but, but yeah, he got up in the air too soon and there was nothing he could do about it. And we got a timeout on the floor. 30 seconds called by Oliva Strum. 7.15 to play in the first half. It is 21-15. Blair Taylor here on... 21-15 in favor of Blair Taylor. Mitchell Spell, it's Butch Lama with you. As the Wildcats lead it by six. Butch, Oliva Strum has been right there with Blair Taylor here in the early on, and they look very confident in what they're doing, especially offensively. They look like a much more team, like you said, some confidence compared to the last time we've seen them. They've... Uh... They, they look considerably better. Hands at the top of the circle. Cardinals have the basketball. Over to the left side, Martinson looks inside to Stevens. Not there. Goes back to Barnison near center court. Anderson looks to get it back inside. Barnison has it knocked away momentarily. Got it back. Kicks it to the outside and almost thrown away. Miscommunication. But Hanson able to track it down in the corner. Hanson tries and splits the defense and said fumbles the ball. Stevens has it. Drives and kicks. Open for three is Martinson. That one's no good. Off back iron. Rebound Anderson. And then a push-off ball from behind. Going to be called on Tavian Schrammick. That'll be number two on Tavian Schrammick. And the third team fall on the Wildcats. So Leva Strum will inbound underneath with 6.42 to play here in the first half. Good ball movement to get the ball up top. Martinson drives and kicks it back out to Anderson. Alex Anderson shoulders up his defenders against the 2-3 matchup zone. And off goes to Hanson, who stops on the right wing after one dribble. Needs some help now as he flips it back out front for Barnison. Hand off for Martinson. Leaves it off inside for Stevens, who goes up. Missed it too strong and a rebound underneath for Easton Arneson. Wildcats trying to slow the tempo down a little bit. This is a team that wants to run. Now here's a blow-by by Nisley as he passes it inside and nearly turned over, and it is. Tried to sneak it in there to Ollendorf instead of steal for the Cardinals' defense. Ollendorf wasn't ready for that pass. I think he was looking to rebound. Yeah, tight pocket as well, but Nisley blew right by his man but didn't take it all the way in. Barnison right of the circle, skips it to Anderson, deflected a few times, but he ends up with it. Drives in the paint, kicks it back out for Barnison. 
Stevens now over to the left wing. Here's Noah Martinson. And off for Barnison. Anderson gets a screen from Barnison after he passed it to him. Picks up his dribble after just a couple of bounces. Lobs it back to Stevens in between the arcs. Knocked away by Nisley. Stevens needs him some help. Gets it back to Barnison in what has been a sideways possession so far. Or leave a strum. I haven't been able to get that ball in the middle. Three subs set the check-in for them at the next dead ball. Nisley knocks it away and then a late foul call as he took it away from Anderson. And this is going to be a foul on Ethan Nisley. That'll be his first team fourth. So three subs indeed for the Cardinals, including Carter Gunderson, who returns to the game. He's on the bench for a couple of minutes. One substitution for Blair Taylor as Tavian Schrammick comes out. With those two fouls, he may get to sit for a while here. As looks like Michael Waldera returns to action for Blair Taylor. They lead it by six, 21-15. Gunderson passes over to Fierstad. Good defense by Nisley trying to take the ball away from him. Lob pass inside, too tall for Hanner and turned over. He was open, though. Wildcats with the takeaway. Up by six still. We've been stuck at this score for a couple minutes. Nisley guarded by Hanson, drives to the right block, pumps. Nowhere to go. Got him in the air, but just didn't have the angle. Goes back outside for Easton Arneson, and now Waldera in between the circles. Underhand pass left on the wing for Arneson, who drives and kicks. Nisley, good head fake. Step back at the left elbow as he freed himself up, but could not hit the jumper. Did everything but make the basket there. Otherwise, a nice series of moves. 435 first half. Still a six-point lead for Blair Taylor. Two-possession game. Stevens in between the arcs. Handoff Jansen. Takes it back out front. Looks for a screen as he gets in the lane. Knipes through the defense and banks it in. Hansen going right through the middle of that Wildcat defense. It's 21-17. Blair Taylor hasn't scored in over three minutes. Looking to end that drought here. Nisley gets an aggressive screen from Arneson. Pick and roll. Not there, though. Rotate pass is picked off by Carter Gunderson. Takes it all the way and finishes with the right hand. Second time he's had a steal and score in this game, and it's just like that. It's a two-point lead for Blair Taylor. A 4-0 spurt here for the Cardinals with 3.57 to go here in the first. Waldera straight on three. He's open, and he hits it. Much-needed three-pointer from Michael Waldera, and it's 24-19 Blair Taylor. His first make from three-point land tonight. Stevens in between the circles, guarded man-to-man, and now he throws it away. Dummer with the steal, nobody up ahead, and he's got the easy deuce on the other side. Five for Dummer, 26-19, just like that. Blair Taylor has their largest lead of seven. Cardinals need an answer after just getting it down to two moments ago, and now Nisley picks the pocket of Fierstad one-on-one. Euro steps by him and puts it off the glass and in. Third steal, I believe, already for Nisley in this game. He's got quick hands, like I said earlier. He can't be a fun guy to have guarding you. No, not at all. 28-19, that one almost thrown away again. Stevens kind of shrugs off his man. No foul called either way. Arnolds are looking for a defensive foul. Gunderson gets it to Stevens at the top of the circle, and now Hansen along the left wing drives towards the baseline. He angled his way there but got fouled. A little shoulder bump by Easton Arneson. That'll be the first on number 23, Ethan Arneson, fifth team foul. It comes with 2.55 to go here in the first half. Blair Taylor leads it by a game-high nine. Felstead takes the seat, and I believe Anderson is in for him. Inbound underneath for the Cardinals. It goes to Hanner in the corner trying to free up Gunderson. They do, but he does not take the three up top. Hanson will try a deeper one left side. Bounces off no good. Rebound for C.J. Dummer. Dummer accelerates down the floor across the timeline, gets in the lane. Little scoop shot rolls off. Nice series of moves, but just couldn't finish. Rebound for the Cardinals. Here is Brody Hansen. Cardinals down by nine. 
Hanson stops, nicely harasses him, forces him to give it away. Instead, he nearly took the ball away. Hanson now goes in the corner for Anderson. Good head fake, drives along the baseline. And a push-off foul called on Dummer. That'll be C.J. Dummer's first, number 25, sixth team foul. So the Cardinals will be in the bonus the rest of the last 224 of the half here. And we got substitutions for the Cardinals. Levis Chum, I believe, has been to the line just once. Stevens went 0 of 2 there. You are correct. Levis Chum has a team just 44% from the free throw line. They're 36% shooting as a team, but... With all that in mind, they are 30% from the three-point line as the inbound is thrown away by Noah Martinson. It gets outlet quickly over to Nisley. The game's leading score with 12. Crossover Hanson gets the right block, leaves it off in the paint. Tough fallaway jumper is no good for Arneson. Rebound for the Cardinals cannot be saved, and it'll stay on this end. Hanson threw it to Gunderson, but he hadn't established himself in bounds yet. And as a result, Cardinals cannot save the rebound. So it stays with Blair Taylor, 210 to play. Here in the first half, we got started around 8.05 tonight, but we are moving right along through this first half. Inbound for Ollendorf goes to an open nicely in the corner. He missed it long, though. Maybe a little too open that time as they forgot about him defensively. Rebound for Oliva Strum, still down by nine. Had a little 4-0 spurt to get within two. The Wildcats after with seven straight points. Martinson. Hands it off for Barnison, and now here's Gunderson getting it to Stevens, top of the circle. They rotate around the perimeter. Not much inside game going right now for the Cardinals. Gunderson's pass is thrown behind him, and now Waldera Steele feeds Nisley, who scoops it in. Kind of fitting that Nisley got the bucket there because he's the one that actually created that turnover. Yeah, he did. Hustled down the floor after forcing the air at pass. So just like that, third to 19, Blair Taylor up by 11. Gunderson drives right side, takes it to the baseline, throws up a tough one, no good. And a rebound for Ryan Ohlendorf. And Blair Taylor looking to slow it down just a little bit with a minute 15 to go here in the first. And a near turnover. Here's a back down by Arneson. Kicks out nice, a little shoulder fake. Goes to Dummer in the court, now on the block. Backing down, oh, Arneson, good oh. move. But just couldn't finish after a nice touch. Everything would finish, you're right. A little bit of a tougher angle, had to touch that one, but a little too much English on it. And the Wildcats do not score. Gunderson over to Stevens. He bobbled it, nearly let it go out of bounds. And said, saves it, and he gets it to Noah Martinson. Martinson to the free throw line, backs his way down, throws up a tough contested look. No good. Olandor swipes the rebound away from Stevens. And numbers now for Blair Taylor. Euro step down the lane by Olandorf is no good. Rebound, though, is missed on the putback by Dummer. Olandorf has it. A lot of jostling for the ball. And a jump ball belonging to Oliver Strom, as they have the possession arrow. Number 31, Hunter Wagner, a junior in now for Blair Taylor. I think that's his first appearance tonight. Cardinals have the option, perhaps, to play for the last shot here, down third to 19, under 25 seconds to go in the half. Beerstadt picks up his dribble, leaves it off for Gunderson, who wheels his way to the right wing, drives on Dummer now, splits the defense, Throws it up and got fouled as he went through the turnstiles. And two shots upcoming for Carter Gunderson. Gunderson a chance to get a double figures himself. He's got nine points here in the first half. His first free throw is up and good. Bowls on number 35, Ryan Oldendorf. That's his first team seventh. Understand one of the top scorers in the league this year, averaging better than 17 a contest with 10 here in the first half, making 11. Converts both free throws. 
And a substitution for Paul Jansen. Alex Anderson is in. Noah Martinson takes a breather. For the final 18 seconds of the first, it's a 30-21 game. They have 30-20 on the scoreboard currently. All three throws were made there by Carter Gunderson. Nisley puts a series of moves on Anderson at the top. Drives, spins away, got to get it up. Three seconds, kicks it out. Ohlendorf at the horn, and it is no good. Left it just a bit short, and we have made it to halftime here from Blair Taylor. After 18 minutes of play, it is Blair Taylor 30, Olivastrom 21. We're back with the halftime totals and numbers in just a few moments here on WHTL. Welcome into halftime here from Blair Taylor. Mitchell Spelts, Butch Salamo with you as the Wildcats enter halftime with a 30-21 lead over Oliva Strum. Real back and forth and clean first half basketball here, Butch, but Blair Taylor led by Ethan Isley, able to pull away, got up by as much as 11. They lead by nine here at the break. Yeah, a good game for Isley so far. His defense is so impressive. He, he's just going to be a pain to dribble the ball against. His hands are all over. Looking at the numbers, let's start with the visiting Cardinals from Oliva Strum. They're led in scoring by their great scorer, Carter Gunderson, with 11. Five points for Calvin Barnison. He got those early in the game in the half. Three points for Ty Felstead. And running out the scoring with two is Brody Hansen for their 21. They're 2 of 4 from the free throw line for 50%. They committed uh, only four personal fouls. Uh, 11 turnovers, though, with Nisley and uh, uh, while they're out on top, they've had a little trouble with the turnovers. They've been real uh, aggressive up front, uh, have been the uh, Wildcats. Now looking at the Wildcats scoring, as you mentioned, Ethan Nisley with an outstanding overall game, uh, leading the way with 14. Seven points for Michael Waldera, five points for C.J. Doomer, and four points off the bench for Ryan Oldendorf for their 30 points there. Four for four from the line for 100%. They've committed seven personal fouls. Shramick, I don't know if you want to even call it foul trouble, with two at the half, and they've only had four turnovers so far in the game, Mitchell. And it's been a clean half of basketball for Blair Taylor. They trailed briefly. They were down by as many as three, but for the most part, had the lead for the majority of that first half as they currently lead it by nine now. We'll see if they can continue what they did in the first half into the second. Led by Nisley's 14. Carter Gunnarsson going to try and see if he can lead a... Jumpstart a Strom team and spark them in the second half. He had 11, as Butch mentioned, here at the half. We'll take another break when we come back. Start of the second half here from Blair Taylor High School. You're listening to Girls High School Basketball on WHTL. Just a few seconds away from the start of the second half here from Blair Taylor. Mitchell Spouts, Butch Salama with you on the call as the Blair Taylor Wildcats lead the Levastrom Cardinals 30-21 to as we start the second half. And again, it was a back-and-forth game. For the first part of this one, Blair Taylor flexed its muscles a little bit down the stretch of the first to go up by as many as 11, currently up nine. And the basketball will be in possession of the Wildcats as we start the second half of play. Looks like both teams have their original starters out to start the second half. For the Cardinals, that'll be Brody Hansen, Carter Gunderson, Giovanni Stevens, Ty Fierstead, and Calvin Barnison. Blair Taylor's five, Ethan Nisley, Michael Waldera, Tavian Schrammick, Easton Arneson, and C.J. Dummer. Second half is off and running as the Wildcats now move to our left in their home whites. Three-pointer up from the left side by Waldera. Good draw up after the timeout, or after the halftime break, rather. Missed it off to the left, and the rebound is there for Oliva Strum. Currently down by nine. Can make this a two-possession game with a three-pointer. Fierstead finds Barnison on the center court. BT logo. 
Ball kicks off his leg. Able to stick with it, though. Goes back up top. Gunnarsson straight on three-pointer. Bounces off. No good. Rebound for Waldera. Had a great look at it. Waldera bounce pass up ahead. Here is Shramick flying in. Runs over Gunderson and a blocking foul is called. Cardinals thought that was going the other way and set two shots up coming for the senior, Easton Arneson. Ball is on number two, Carter Gunderson, his second, team first. So two shots up coming here for Arneson, who averages eight a game, has not scored tonight as he leaves the first free throw short. They got one more to come. Wildcats led by as much as 11. That was 30 to 19 right before the break. Yeah, the free throw is good this time. Shramick one out of two. And it's 31. Actually, Arnest, I beg your pardon, goes one out of two. And it's 31-21. Cardinals with the basketball. Barson had knocked away by Nisley, but Barson able to shield him off and get the ball back in the backcourt. That's a good way to disrupt offense, though, when you have Arneson, or I should say Nisley, doing that against fellow point guards. Arneson has it high on the right, dribbles it to the top of the arc, stops along the left double, goes back outside, three-pointer is up for Fierstad, and it goes down the hatch. Three-pointer for Ty Fierstad, his second of the game, 31-24. Cardinals within a touchdown. Wildcats looking for an answer. C.J. Dummer, good pump fake, steps inside the line and hits the long two from 18 feet out. C.J. Dummer up to seven points in the game, tied for second most on the Wildcats. 33-24, entry pass for Barson, thrown wide to the target and taken away. Here comes Shramick down the floor, almost walked with it. Pivots down to the right block, gets it back to the free throw line and trucking over Arneson. He runs over Stevens there, and that'll be a block on Stevens. Number five, Giovanni Stevens picks up his second, team second. 16-25 to go in the game. Inbound goes to Dummer, quick turnaround jumper is banked in off the window. Four in a row for C.J. Dummer. He's starting to heat up a little bit as the lead is 11 for Blair Taylor. 35-24, nearly two minutes gone by in the second. Fierstad going one-on-one with Nisley, showing good quick hands, but he gets rid of it off to Carter Gunderson. Gunderson high on the right, takes it back towards the center, passes left, nearly threw it away as Stevens steps through the pressure, gets it over to Hanson, and Hanson threw it away. Ball still rolling around, and eventually recovered by Stevens, finds a cutting Gunderson, Getting close, and he gets the angle for the two. Good awareness by Stevens to find Gunderson, who slashed right to the goal, and banks it in with a kiss. 35-26, rather, nine-point lead for Blair Taylor. This was the halftime lead for them. Driving in, Waldera throws it up off the glass. No good putback is going to result in a foul, though, as this will send C.J. Dummer to the line, who is there to try and grab that second-chance opportunity. I believe the foul is on number 11, Ty Felstead. That'll be his first. Team third. Two shots here for Dummer, who's had an active second half, but his first free throw is too strong. No good. And one more to come for Dummer, who's already got two main field goals this half. His second free throw is no good. Bounces off back iron, cleared off by Stevens. So an empty possession there for Blair Taylor. Carter Gunderson high on the right, stops, passes left. Caught on a bounce by Fierstad, takes a screen from Stevens, doesn't really use it though. Drives towards the far corner as the Cardinals move to our right. Fierstad picks up his dribble, leaves it off for Barneson, and now a handoff for Gunderson, who's looking to get something going here. Drives on Waldaris, shoulders him up, tries to bank it in again. This time it won't go. And the rebound for Stramick, who averages just under nine boards a game. Stramick drives, hands it off at the top for Waldera, who stutter stepped and walked. Turnover Blair Taylor. 
And turnover goes back to the Cardinals with 15 minutes to play. This is a Cardinal team offensively that does struggle, but they do shoot it well from three, and it is enough for them to stay in a lot of ball games if they can get hot and lock in defensively. They've been able to hold their own for the most part in this game, especially playing half-court defense, but now trying to see if they can go on a little scoring spurt here. To understand with the basketball, he's a man who can get it going. Picks up his dribble, and then his pass deflected by Walder, and it goes right back to him. Hands off for Barneston. Waldera switches on to him. Shoulders, spins, kicks to the corner. Gunnarsson rises up for three. That's a rounded out. No good. Rebound underneath by Fierstad, and he's fouled from behind, and he will go to the free throw line. Foul is on number three, Ethan Nisley. That'll be his second team first to the half. So two shots here for Ty Fierstad, who's made a couple three-pointers in this game. His first free throw tickles twine, and it's good. And that makes it an eight-point game. Average is six and a half. He's at seven tonight. Free throw is good again. Fierstad two out of two, and it's a seven-point game once more. 35-28, teams trading blows here in the second. As he one-on-one with Hanson, crosses him over. Little weak pass on the bounces out there, and that threw out the river Mastramic, who was open, but didn't get enough English on that pass. And as a result, as a result out of rhythm and airballed it. Fierstad throw inside his volleyball spike back outside by Shramick, but recovered by the Cardinals. Carter Gunderson slows things up, has a screen from Barnison, gets a little space now, maneuvers down to the free throw line, backs his man down, had it knocked away by Nisley, who has another steal. Ethan Nisley runs the break, three on three, shoulders his man into the corner, fall away jumper from 10 feet is good. His first points in the second half. Kind of faked him out with a head fake, looked like he was going to throw that, instead he kept it. And he makes the shot, and we got a timeout called by Paul Jansen. 13.40 left to play. It is 37-28, Blair Taylor. You're listening to Boys High School Basketball on WHTL. Blair Taylor trying to pull away. Oliva Strum looking to come up with a run of their own. They trail 37-28. Do the Cardinals on the road with 13.40 to play. And just about Butch Lama with you on the call. Final game of the week. We're here on WHTL before we got a busy five-game slate with some playoff action next week. Driving down the lane, tough shot on the run for Fierstad. Pins balls home, and Fierstad out of the timeout comes up with the bucket. 37-30, just what Paul Jansen was looking for. Ryan Ohlendorf drives in the lane, uncontested, get all the way in, but his shot was swatted from behind. A Cardinal got a piece of that, and the Oliva Strum defense comes up with it. Big possession here, it feels like, for the Cardinals trying to get this down to four, possibly five. Fierstad, most shrug, hands off for Jant for Hansen. Hansen gets to the right elbow, tough shot on the run, left well short. Rebound by Dummer underneath the hoop. Dummer accelerates, shoulders up his man, handoff nicely, gets in the paint, throws up a tough left-handed hook, and it goes. Ethan Nisley, not a tall guy at five foot nine, but got that over the trees and into the basket. 39-30, Wildcats with the lead, a three-score advantage. Fierstad over to Hansen, and that one thrown away and taken by Waldera. Michael Waldera pushes it in off the glass, and the Wildcats are back up by double digits. Great defensive Just play by pass. Michael Waldera, yes. They able to really jump in out of nowhere to steal that one and beat the defense down the floor. Fierstad crosses over his man, spin move in the lane, and he can't finish. Great move, just didn't finish. Rebound for Ullendorf. Ryan Ollendorf goes quickly down the floor, passes to the corner. Dummer is open for three, but it's short. Back tap rebound out to Nisley. Leaves it off inside. 
Short corner jumper is no good for Schrammick. Offensive rebound, Ohlendorf, no good. A lot of contact, but couldn't get that up clean over the top of Stevens. Under 12 to play, 41-30. Every time the Cardinals have got within striking distance, Blair Taylor has had the answer. Gunderson maneuvers inside, almost took three steps, instead keeps his balance and scores. A little touch shot off the backboard as he was able to keep his rhythm. 41-32, Nisley step back, three-pointer, ring it up. Nisley provides the answer, and he is in the 20-point territory with 21. He makes it look very easy at times, yeah, doesn't he? Does. He does. Cool, calm, and collective on that little step back three-pointer. Barnison backs his way down, throws up a tough one. It's good, but he walked first, and it's going the other way. Good defense again by Ohlendorf, but a good shot, but traveled first with it on the slight feet shuffle. Well, the Wildcats have the basketball, and what is a new largest lead for them of 12, and about a minute ago, they were only up by seven. Yeah, turn this game over fast. Nicely goes inside, backing down his shram. It goes up under and left it short. Got his own miss. The putback is there and a foul. Tavian Shramick with a chance for three, his first points of the night. Ball is on number 22. That's Alex Anderson, his first team fourth. Free throw by Shramick is short, though barely caught the rim. Dummer trying to save the rebound. He can't. Just off his fingertips, out of bounds. And the possession now of Oliva Strum. With 11 minutes to go, it's a two-touchdown lead of 14 points for Blair Taylor. This is about the same time yesterday we saw the Blair Taylor girls pull away from the Oliva Strum Cardinals girls team. Pass to Stevens, he goes up under and is fouled. Got whacked pretty hard trying to get that up, and a foul I believe is going to be called here on C.J. Dummer. And the recovery defense, but knowing the percentages, that's not a bad foul to put Stevens at the line. His second, his second, team second. Two shots for Stevens. He misses the first. He's now 0 for 3 here tonight. And that can represent a challenge sometimes for post players if the opposing team knows that percentage. Yeah. They're going to be a lot more physical against you in the post. He misses the second and goes 0 for 2 for the second time. Wildcats clear off the rebound, up by 14, 46-32, with a full head of steam, Nisley drives. Kicks it out for Waldera. He drives down the lane and gets it to go. Waldera now in double figures for the Wildcats. A tough finish, sandwiched between two Cardinals, and the lead is 16 now for Blair Taylor. Not too long ago, this is 39-32, a 9-0 run here for, Oliva, or for Blair Taylor. Hanson hands it off. Right side of the lane. Martinson gets to the baseline. Lost the ball as he tried to pass it. It goes right to Ohlendorf, who has the steal. Ryan Ohlendorf takes off to our left in the far corner. Drives the baseline all the way home, and he scores again. The run continues for Blair Taylor. Ryan Ohlendorf makes it an 11-0 Blair Taylor run. Under 10 minutes to play, 50-32 to 32. Oh, down the nice. lane. There goes Hanson, and he can't finish. Beautiful play. He just didn't finish like Mitchell said. Driving Dummer right side, uncontested. There he is again. C.J. Dummer makes it a 13-0 run for the Wildcats. And in the blink of an eye, it's a 20-point lead, 52-32. Anderson hands it off for Barnison. Barnison in the right quarter, maneuvers to the baseline, gets pushed back out by Nisley, and now ball in the hands of Martinson. Barson drives out of control. He lost it. Stolen to Shramick. Outlets to Dummer. Drives right side. No looks. The defense. And pushes in off the glass for two more. 
A route is ensuing now here in Blair Taylor, 54-32. 15 consecutive points for the Wildcats, and defense into offense has been the spark. Driving Barnison hangs in the air, and he ends the run as he finishes in close. A much-needed bucket for Oliva Strum. Three subs are set to come in at the next dead ball with 8.57 to play. Nasley jumps in the lane, a lot of contact, no foul. Play on. Ollendorf, three, no good. Anderson, the rebound, and then pushed from behind by Dummer, who just picked up his third personal. Number 25, C.J. Dummer, you're right. That's his third. And Coach Storley wants a timeout. 8.50 to go. It is 54-34. Blair Taylor, we're back in a minute here on WHTL. Just under nine minutes to play here from Blair Taylor High School. The Wildcats in an instant have opened up a 20-point lead. They used a 15-0 run to turn a seven-point deficit, or a seven-point lead, rather, to a 22-point advantage. And I'll lead it by 20 as the Wildcats are pulling away. And it's been defense into offense, Bush. Yeah, I'm really just going to say, and the defense has really made a click for them, having it. They had, uh, they've got, they being Oliva Strum has six turnovers, and I wouldn't be scared to bet that it's led to at least 10 or 12 points by the Oliva Strum or by the Blair Taylor Wildcats so far. A Wildcat team that is undersized a bit has used those turnovers to their advantage that they have forced. Three pointer from the left side, missed by Barnison. Rebound tapped around a few times before it's rebounded by Blair Taylor. Ethan Nisley brings it back to the center of the floor in between the circles. Looks to the right side, nothing there. Works it towards the wing. But one-on-one against Barnison. Good ball handling. Enters it inside for Schrammick. Little fadeaway jumper from five feet. Won't go. Rebound for Ollendorf. His turnaround hook is not there. Rebound still loose. Ollendorf oh. comes up with it. Oh, Overhead nice pass. pass is there. And a finish by Dummer as he flung that over his head to the open C.J. Dummer. And Dummer quietly up to 10 points here in the second half, 15 yeah. for the game. Fierstad a step inside the three-point line, goes back outside for Carter Gunderson. Gunderson takes the screen, but now opens up the right side of the floor. Backs down his man, Schrammick. Tough angled shot along the block, can't get to go. And a rebound snagged by Schrammick. With defensive possession again for Blair Taylor. Schrammick at the top, finds Nisley, drives down on Hill between two defenders, is fouled on the ground as he couldn't get through the turnstiles. Got a foul on the Cardinals that time. That is their fifth of the half. That was on number 22, Alex Anderson, his second. Inbound underneath for Schrammick. Nothing there, and now they'll take the long outlet over to Michael Waldera. Waldera will take his time as he brings it back to center court. Waldera looks right, takes it to the left circle, and enters it inside. Olander backs down, puts it up, and has the shot swatted, but a lot of arm on that swat as well, and a foul is called. I believe that's going to be the third on Alex Anderson. Sixth team fall here in the half. Now two shots here for Ryan Ollendorf. His first free throw is good. One game remaining for the Wildcats. After tonight, they will be here to face Augusta on the regular season finale on Thursday. Got a regular season game sandwiched in between a couple of girls' postseason games. Second free throw, no good for Ollendorf. And rebound of the Cardinals, who trail by a game high now 23 points. Fierset drives and kicks. Gunderson from the corner for three. Missed it off the heel. Barnison fighting for the rebound. Can't get it. Wildcats saved it, but right to Barnison. Somehow finds Gunderson on the other side. He drives the baseline and lays it in. Good find on the second chance. Gunderson able to score. 57-36 with under seven to play. 
as he works it high on the left. Drives inside. Steps back after a little pin down by Ollendorf. Leaves it off Waldera. Drives from the left wing in the paint. Finds Ollendorf who spins. Absorbs a lot of contact, but somehow throws up a tough one, and it goes. Ryan Ollendorf flirting with a double-figure night off the bench. Three Wildcats are already there. He could be the fourth. Fearsad drives down the lane, pushed back out. Anderson now gets some space, drives and leaves it off for Hanner, who traveled, changed pivot foots, and it's a turnover. They don't let you do that, do they? No. <laughs> and a good officiating crew. Very much so working together well. It's been a clean game, and... I've been on the same page all night, and we've been flying through this one after a bit of a late start. Got it going a little under an hour ago. Now we're six and change away from the finish line. As the Wildcats lead a 59 to 36. On the verge of win number eight on the season. Driving is Nisley gets all the way in, uncontested, and scores off the window. Nisley averages 15. He's got 23 tonight. And about that season average at halftime. Colonels with the ball down by 25, 61-36. This was a 39-30 game just a few minutes ago. Barnison left to the circle, able to shrug off his defender. Nisley, who tried to take it away, and he'll get called for the reach-in. Nisley smelled blood in the water and almost took that the other way for two more points. That was the third on Ethan Nisley, fourth team foul. He kind of looked like, who? Me? I didn't follow him. <laughs> Sometimes it just comes in a little bit delayed after he poked that ball loose, but it looked like he did get a little bit of an arm on that. Reach and attempt. Fierstead drives and gets it to the sophomore. Barnison picked up now by Hunter Wagner on the perimeter. Flying in. Barnison under control. Able to bank it in. Good explosive drive by Kelvin Barnison, who's got nine points. Second lean score for the Cardinals. Five and a half to go. 51-38 Wilder. 61-38 Wildcats, rather. Wagner enters it inside for Arneson. Goes back outside. Ollendorf drives from the top. Got all the way in and can't finish with the left hand. Rebound for Barneson and the Cardinals have the ball. 5.15 to go. Hansen drives down the lane methodically and he'll get all the way in. Nice series of moves by Brody Hansen. who's had a few occasions like that tonight. Just hasn't finished. That time he does. 61-40. Lead is 21. Nisley showing off the handles once again. Great ball control. Gets it to the middle for Waldera. They push it right for Ollendorf, who drives, runs over Anderson, and that's going to be an yeah. offensive foul. That'll be the second on number 35, Ryan Ollendorf, fifth team foul. Yes. Who took that foul because they seen it coming? <laughs> Give them credit. And as the official, sometimes you can see it when it's kind of an authentic kind of fall down, might you will. Sometimes... As a defender, you try and push yourself back to get that extra contact, but officials actually see and feel that pretty well and often get that call right. Driving fierce step, throws it back near center court, almost turnover. Anderson now dribbles it off his foot, but able to recover as he hands off to Hansen. Brody Hansen in the middle of the floor, spins by his man and is fouled from behind by Hunter Wagner with 4.35 to go. That'll be Hunter Wagner's first, sixth team falls so we got six team falls on each side so we'll be shooting free throws from here on to the end of the game the last 435 of this contest Arnold's have the basketball Barnison to inbound gets it to Hanson right in front of him on the near sideline Barnison gets it right back nicely guards him gets it over to the right side driving down the middle is Ty Fierstead can't finish Gazzo missed couldn't finish that Stevens the rebound kicks it right back out for Barnison thought about three instead skips it over to Hanson Already hands on the hand in his face, pulls the trigger, and cannot hit the three. Good rebound underneath by Easton Arneson. A lot of contact by Stevens. They let it play on for a second before he backed off. 
Wildcats looking to extend this lead just a little bit more. It's been as high as 23, up 21 now, and now a hand check foul. Fouled on Hanson against Nisley on the perimeter, and that will put him at the line. Second on number zero, Brody Hanson. That is the seventh. That comes with four minutes to play. This is a one-and-one here for Nisley. His first free throw of the night. That's uh, kind of unusual. And a quick shot. As soon as he got the ball, he put it up, and that's what he's comfortable with. Everyone's got their own routine. Gets it, looks up, shoots. Good. Easy as that. It works for him, huh? Exactly. You know, as long as you're making them, you just don't see it. I'm going to take your time for three seconds, size up the rim. He's already got that figured out by the time he gets the basketball. 63-40, that ball knocked away. It's still loose. Stevens scoops it up, and timeout given to Brody Hansen with the ball on the deck. 60-second timeout, 3.47 to go. We're back after this here on WHTL. 3.47 left on the game clock. Blair Taylor in control up 63-40. to 40. As the Cardinals have the basketball following the timeout. Inbound to Brennan Hanner. They work it around the perimeter. They free up Fierstead in the near side corner. The inbounder and a great draw up as he knocks down the three. Inbounded it. Got the screens. Got into the corner. Wide open. He knocks down, I believe, his third triple of yeah. the night. 63-43. Three and a half minutes to play. Arneson drives to the left elbow, goes right back out with the three-pointer. It's put up by Waldera, and he's got the answer. Michael Waldera from deep. 14 for him, 66-43, back to a 23-point edge. Cardinal ball, Fierstead passes outside for the junior, Hanner. Hanner needs some help as he picks up its dribble, passes right for Hanson, looks inside to Stevens, but nothing there. At the top, Fierstead backs his way down against Wagner, hands off for Anderson. Alex Anderson swipes the ball through, gets it over to Hanson. To the right wing, looks inside, threw it to Nisley, who's got the steal. A clear path, perhaps, cut off by Fierstad. Throws up the right-handed lip. It's no good, but the putback is there for Hunter Wagner. Good contest by Fierstad, but no one melts back to help him out. And Wagner, the clean putback to make it a 25-point game. Fierstad behind the back. Got a lot of contact and a foul called on Wagner. That will send Fierstad to the line for a one-and-one. Second on Hunter Wagner, seventh team foul, like Mitchell said, sending Felstead to the free throw line for a one and one. First time these two teams play back on December 19th. Blair Taylor won on the road, 68-36. And right now they lead it 68-43. Matt Christensen has just come into the game for Blair Taylor. Out comes Waldera and Arneson. Free throw is good by Fierstad. He will earn the bonus. It's a 24-point game. Understand quietly putting together a nice second half as his second free throw tickles Twine. He's got 12 here in the second, 15 for the game. 68-45 with two and a half minutes to go. And Randy Storley going to set some offense here. Nasley's still out there. Might try and get Christensen a look here, a fan favorite. Enters it inside. This is Austin Cocky going back outside. A drive along the baseline. Floater by... Nisley is no good. A rebound on the weak side for Oliva Strum. Bob pass inside. It is knocked away as Fierstad ran the break. Good recovery defense by Blair Taylor with 2.14 to go. Under fans, our post-game show comes up after we're done. Wrap up this week in this game. Get you set for a full slate of five games next week. Starting on Monday night. Pass to the corner, caught by Hansen, who head fakes, drives baseline left, got inside, poked away from behind, goes right to Fierstad. 
who is then fouled on the baseline by Hunter Wagner. He can't believe it was a foul, can he? Was it? his third. It was about as limited as contact as you could have, but by the book, that is a foul. Had two hands on him. And a one-on-one here for Fierstead, who just made two of them. His first free throw this time is good again. Five for five from the line here in the second half. He's quietly been playing well, and that was a guy Coach Jansen said in the pregame. His minutes have been going up and up for a while now as the second free throw is good. And he's tied now at Gunderson with a team-high 17 points. Two have done the heavy lifting tonight. They've got 34 of the 47 tonight for Levi-Strom. Nisley looks to get into Christensen. He's got it. Backs his way down. Kicks out Nisley, who tries the three, and he splashes it from the corner. The Nisley who takes one more three and makes it will be at 30 points for tonight. Might be the front runner for the player of the game, might you will. As it might be an upset, Butch, if it's I not. Know. If he gets this, it's going to be as much for his defense <laughs> as the offense. First learning shot inside for Barnison. He hits double figures now. 71-49 with 90 seconds to go. And Isley brings it down as Coach Jansen empties his bench. As he looks to get it inside for Cocky, he's got it. Backs his way down, spin moves, puts it up. No good, and a rebound underneath by Oliva Strum. Fierstead will run the offense, brings it down the floor, floats it up. He can't finish that. Rebound tapped out to the perimeter where Hanson picks it up. Cardinals get back into their half course. They have five Cardinals waiting at the table to get in. They are dying for a dead ball here. <laughs> Fierstead drives, Euro steps, puts it up, and is fouled. So four of them will come in after the first free throw. We'll see who the unlucky one is to see if he gets to come in after the second free throw. Wildcats have him at the scores table as well. I believe that is C.J. Dummer waiting to come in. Fierstad's free throw is up and good. Stays perfect at the line. So Dummer in for Blair Taylor. Line change for Levis-Strum. And Noah Martinson is the lone Cardinal who did not come in. Follows on number 41, Austin Cocky. Cokey? Cocky? Cocky, I believe. Second three throw for Fierstad is good. So... No worries there, Noah Martinson. You get to come into the game here. Now, Russell Hullett, Titan Miller, Ty Fuhrer. Let's see. Braden Olsen is out there. Russell Hullett, Axel Young, Titan Miller, and Brendan Hanner, I believe, are the five currently for the Cardinals. 71 51, 50 seconds to go. Inside it goes, back out. Trying to get Christensen a touch. They almost got to him, threw it a bit wide. It goes out of bounds, but touch last. I'll leave a strum. Christensen, the senior, try to see if they can get him a bucket here. 43 seconds to go. Always exciting moments for these two yeah. teams. We saw Strum, junior varsity, who's in there now, play really hard in the JV game. Ball inside. A jump ball is going to be called as it was ripped away by Braden Olsen. Possession arrow gives it to the Cardinals. There's two players on the JV squad for Leva Strum, including the man bringing it down the floor, Russell Hall at the sophomore. Lead score in the JV game, I imagine. Good step back three, a high arcer. Missed it a little bit short. Rebound out to the perimeter for Axel Young. He'll hoist up a three. That's no good by Martinson, and I beg your pardon. Rebound underneath, and a foul is called as Titan Miller threw it inside to Braden Olsen. I believe the foul is on number 53, Mac uh, Christensen. That'll be his first, team 10th. Two shots here coming up for Braden Olsen. As the Panthers, or I should say the Wildcats, I beg your pardon, are over the limit. First free throw is no good off the back iron. One more to come, though. 
And 24 seconds to play. Trying to get in the scorecard for the varsity game is the sophomore Braden Olsen. His second free throw is no good. It was halfway down. Christensen unable to save the rebound and a second chance here coming up for Oliva Strum. Those will fall to 4-19 after this loss. 2-10 in the conference. Blair Taylor will be 4-8 with an 8-50 or 5-7 rather with an 8-15 overall mark off the inbound. Martinson open for three and he knocks it down. Nice shooting stroke by the sophomore, 71-54 with 15 seconds left. Bringing it down the floor and stopping along the right side. They get it to Wagner in the corner. And he had it poked away, five seconds to go. Dummer with the ball, he will drive, kick. Christensen will not shoot it. Just elected to hold on to it instead, and that is the ball game. 71-54, Blair Taylor sweeps the leave strum in the regular season. And goes in now to the selection process with a win under their belt. As we'll have a playoff bracket over the weekend. We'll step aside, come back with the foul tolls and numbers in just a few moments. 71-54, Blair Taylor a winner here on WHTL. Welcome into the postgame show here from Blair Taylor. 71-54, the Wildcats get the win over Oliva Strum. Mitchell Spellens, Butch Lama with you. Here from Blair Taylor, Wildcat country, Wildcats, Cardinals were back and forth to start this one tonight, but Blair Taylor really flexed its muscles in the second half. They used a 15-0 run to break the game open when they led it by 7, went up by as many as 22. They win the game eventually by 17 as they get the win. And for tonight's final totals and numbers, here is Butch Lama. Thank you, Mitchell. We'll start out with the visiting Cardinals from Oliva Strom. They were led by uh, Ty Felstead. Like you said, he had a great second half, 8 for 8 from the line alone for 19. Carter Gunderson, you said he averaged about 17. He ended up with 17. After that, 11 for Calvin Barnes, and so they had three starters and double figures, but it really fell off from there as uh, Brody Hansen had four, and rounding out the scoring with a three off the bench was Noah Martinson for their 54 points. They were 10 of 16 from the line for 64%. They committed a... Uh, 11 personal fouls and 18 turnovers. They cut down those turnovers in the second half. For the Blair Taylor Cardinal, or for the Oliva, oh, let's start all over. For the Blair Taylor Wildcats, we talked about them being the Cardinals at once and it screwed me up. Ethan Nisley with a great game, 28 points, 15 for C.J. Dummer, 14 for Michael Waldera, 9 off the bench for Ryan Oldendorf, 2 each for Hunter Wagner and... Uh, Tavian Shramick and running out the scoring with one was Easton Arneson for their 71. They were 8 of 13 from the line for 62%. Committed 17 personal fouls, and they only had six turnovers for the game. So they handled the ball well. A lot of that due with the fact that the ball was in Nisley's hand. Absolutely. Nisley had a big game, and we will come back with the final player of the game after this here on WHTL. The dealer. Back to wrap things up here from Blair Taylor, 71-54. The Wildcats a winner tonight over Oliva Strum. Now time for our Napa Auto Parts Performance Player of the Game. And, and for that, here is Butch. Thank you, Mitchell. That is being brought to you as it is every game by Napa Parts and Performance Plus with locations in Independence. And right here in Blair, stop and see Seth or Mike Benedict for all of your auto part needs. Uh, you know, they got farm knee parts, they got commercial parts, and they also got a great uh, service department here, uh, auto repair department at their Auto Center 2.0. Stop and see Nate for all of that. Pretty easy in my mind tonight, Mitchell. Uh, Ethan Nisley not only led him with 28 points, he had to be close to double figures in steals alone. I mean, it, and uh, 
you flip the page and only uh, six turnovers for Blair Taylor. And I, like we said, a lot of that reasoning is because Nisley had the ball in his hands a lot tonight. Just a up and down, go, go, go type of kid. But he really had a great game here tonight. Ethan Nisley with 28 points and a great floor game is the WHTL Napa Parts and Performance Plus player of the game this evening as we've mentioned a few times tonight big week coming for us here in terms of our basketball broadcast but it always gets started on monday as we have another boys regular season game before the girls postseason begins we will be in fall creek as the crickets host the whitehall norris butch and i'll be there for that one on monday night starting about 6 45 7 15 opening tip from fall creek Otherwise, that's all for us here tonight. One last time, your final score, the Blair-Taylor Wildcats, 74. Oliva Strum Cardinals, 54. For my partner, Butch Lama, Mitchell Spelt saying so long and good night. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you on Monday. Good night. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game between Oliva Strum and Blair-Taylor. Our game was brought to you by Wamini State Bank, AMPI, Arcadia Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, Blair Meat Market, Reedy Concrete Construction, WH Lean, The Locker Room, Triple County Council of the American Legion, Arcadia Credit Union, Central Builder Supply, Hotness Tax and Accounting, Riverland Energy, Blair Health Mart Pharmacy, Premier Powder Coating, Hank Chiropractic Relief and Wellness Center, Simmons Roofing, Maple Leaf Meats, Co-op Credit Union, Tri-City Sanitation, Gross Motors, Gunderson Tri-County Rehabilitation Services, Hay Contractors, Midwest Natural Gas, Galesville Dental, Brightside Electric, Stockman's of Osseo, Tricor Insurance, American Family Insurance with Agent Ronnie Stewart, Alliance Bank, Etrick Express Mart, or Newer Ingredients, Blair Online Auctions, Whitehall Electric Utility, Robbie's Family Market, Tri-County Communications, Whitehall Vet Service, Osseo Automotive, Royal Credit Union, Napa Park to Performance of Blair and Independence. This has been a presentation of WHL Sports. Join us Monday night for boys high school basketball action as the Whitehall Norris take on the Fall Creek Crickets on your hometown location for high school sports. Now back on the greatest hits of Wisconsin's heartland on 102.3 WHTL. The Whitehall Pigeon Rod and Gun Club Ice Fishing Contest is always in February, and there's almost always ice. But there is always a celebration and fun for all ages. It's tomorrow, starting at noon at the